Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. It's uh, Thursday, the 28th of September already. What? 2023, this first month of school for many of us really went really quickly. So uh, thank you for being here today or whenever. If you're listening on the archives, we archive everything over at our home website for the American Consortium for Equity and Education. That's over at ace-ed.org. And if you want to go over there, everything we do over there is free. Our magazine, Equity and Access Pre-K-12, all the podcasts are available to you to listen and our Excellence in Equity Awards program. And the educator side of it is starting this week or next. Keep a look at that link. Nominate yourself, your colleagues, your school, et cetera, et cetera. We're really interested in companies and um, teachers and all kinds of folks in school, superintendents, uh, principals, et cetera, who are doing a great job for equity, and that includes everybody in the faculty and staff. So go over, see what we do, check it all out. Again, everything's free over at ace-ed.org. We're going to talk to uh, uh, Elevate K-12 today. Elevate K-12 is one of the most interesting companies, a fast-growing growing live teacher company that, enhance, I'll just read it right off, enhances the education and and the teaching structure of both urban and rural K-12 schools through the U.S. And we have the founder and CEO, Shaylee Barnawal, here. Okay. And Shaylee's amazing. This is, this is a great product in this age of teacher shortage. Okay. And her, their motto is kind of never run classes without a certified teacher again. Shaylee, welcome to the show. My name's Larry. How you doing? Larry, I'm doing great. Very nice to talk to you and your listeners. It's very nice to have you here, believe me. And you're based, I know, in Chicago. Where are you in Chicago? I used to live there. Uh, do you know Grand Park? The right opposite Grand Park. If you know the Walnut Room in Chicago that everybody who grew up as a kid knows, we <laughs> yeah. are right in the so the building next to Macy's on State Street is exactly where we are. Wow, I know it well. I know it well. I live in Maine now. We moved a number of years ago, but some things never change. And it's great to have you here and always great to talk to a Chicagoan. I got to tell you, it's just great, great. It is truly a great city. I loved it there. And I still do. I still do when I get over there. Okay. Shaylee, how did you come up with this? And again, let me give everybody the website. I want to make sure they have this, which is ElevateK12.com. ElevateK12.com. Dot com and 12 is one, two, the letters, the numbers one, two. Okay. Check it all out. I got a link here on site, but Haley, Shaley, tell us about this. Okay. How'd you get this idea? Um, so the idea came to me, so there's, there's a little bit of a background here. So my sure, background is, I, yeah, I grew up as a special needs child. So I used to stammer a lot of grade eight. I was very ADHD. I grew up in India. You know, special needs is really not a big thing there. I am here today talking to you and your listeners because of the power of the amazing teachers that I had growing up in India who were able to identify my gaps and talk to my parents and guide me in the right way. So it kind of always stuck with me that without that support of great teaching, I don't think I would have even had a life because I couldn't talk till I was in grade eight. So I did my, uh, my, my engineering and then I did not yeah. enjoy it. Something in me, I mean, not a lot of kids do, but something in <laughs> me told me that I wanted to be a teacher. 
And I oh. got a teaching degree after my engineering degree. If you know anything about Indian parents, that did not go well with my parents at all. <laughs> and, but, I've, but I've, I only heard. I've only heard, but yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I fought it. I did my teaching degree and loved it. Worked as a teacher for three years in India. Came to the U.S. Uh, for my master's. And while I was at the University of Michigan, I started voluntarily teaching in the local Ann Arbor School District. Mm-hmm. That's when I was a part of the Junior Achievement Program. We were teaching low-income children, and I realized these children sitting in classrooms don't have teachers in the classroom because of their zip code, because of where they live and their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Teachers don't want to go teach there, and that did not make sense to me at all, that these are children. They require teachers. That's when I started thinking, okay, we can bring the teachers physically to them. Is there a way to solve for this problem that the teacher can be with the children, not as tutoring or not as I'm just here to answer your homework help, but actual live engaging teaching where they are responsible for the success of their classroom. And you know what? I started it as a dream and I always tell my team members, always think that everything is possible. Because if oh. there is a big problem, there is a massive solution to it. You just have to do it for the right reasons, Larry. I started like that, and look where we are today. Look where you are today. Boy, you're not kidding. Okay, what year are we talking about? What, years did you, what year did you start Elevate K-12? So I started Elevate K-12 kind of end of 2015, but I came for my master's in 2005, 2000, from 2005 to seven. This concept was created at the University of Michigan, but it was way ahead of its time, way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. But I still had a couple of school districts continuing to use us because we saw so much value in it. But I didn't properly convert it into a company until end of 2015, early 2016. Did you, that, that's interesting. Did you work at a University of Michigan before it was a company with the local school districts and try it out? That's, that's very interesting. I, absolutely. And I knew nothing about America. That was the first time I came to the country. <laughs> I knew, I knew nothing about America. I knew nothing about the K-12 system in America. The only thing I knew was people like me come from India to America for a better education. So there's absolutely something that's going right here. But when I saw that based on your household income, you were getting mm-hmm. different levels of access to teachers, and the government is giving the same resources and the same dollars to every public school, that's when I felt this was wrong. And this was a big problem. It is wrong. And, and, and people were solving for it, but most of the solutions were banded. Tutoring, credit recovery, software. No one was taking accountability of the children. And the children that we were serving and we still serve today, sometimes they don't have that, that structure at home that they see an adult and they feel like I want to emulate that. So it was not just about solving for teaching, Larry. It was so much more than that. And even today, since I first got started, when we go into classes to see these kids sitting in front of a live teacher, actually learning, raising their hand, engaging with them, and then coming in saying, wow, I have never had this experience before. That's why I started this company. So on one side, it was giving amazing access to these kids who were not getting access. On the other side, it was also giving access to teachers who wanted flexibility to work from home. And before COVID, mm-hmm. yeah. that wasn't as relevant as it became after COVID. 
So yeah, the teacher shortage is sure. also massively spiked after COVID. And I call it ACBC, before COVID, after COVID. It's my version of ACBC, yeah. Larry. That <laughs> it was very important to understand that the nature of this generation of teachers is different. So if we have the flexibility, all other professions have the flexibility of working from home, if you don't give that to this new generation and crop of teachers, this profession is not going to be exciting for them. And, we're, and that's what also that we are changing. Boy, that is for sure. I got to tell you something. I'm, it's so amazing. I think it has to be pointed out. You're an immigrant to the United States. You came from <laughs> India. Okay, no, this is very I'm important. I'm a first-generation immigrant. Yeah, I'm first-generation yeah, immigrant. Yeah, it, it is very important. When someone comes from somewhere else, they can be an American going to India, it doesn't matter. You see the world with different eyes. And what the people in that country, let's just go back to the U.S., when a, when a person from another country comes to America, they see what's going on with different eyes. We're two Americans. This is just the way mm-hmm. it is. Okay, and yeah. that, that could be anywhere, anybody, you know, anything. It's just the way it is. But you need mm-hmm. different eyes on the challenges. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you saw mm-hmm. it. And you, you, you said, you know, we, we fund every kid, every school equally. Well, that's the defi- yep. definition of equality. It's not the definition of equity. Okay, because and some schools are way some, some schools are way behind in the race. They're starting yep. twenty five feet back from the start of the race. Okay, they don't. They don't. They're still going to be twenty-five feet behind when you give them all the same set of sneakers. Okay, we got to give com- them the right com- sneakers. Yeah, go ahead. Shaley, I com- go ahead. I completely, I completely agree with that, and Larry. It's so shocking. Like so many districts have hopped onto this, right? But there are so many <laughs> districts that are still struggling with. Oh my God, my board thinks this is remote teaching. This is virtual teaching. They are not ready to go out of that box, like. Today's school right. structure is the same as your what your grandfather went through. That's just what I was going to tell you. Yeah, exactly. How is that even <laughs> possible? So um, no matter what I do. I'll, I'll tell you how it's possible, team, Shaley. I'll tell you how it's possible. Tell me. The, yeah, the problem me. we have in this country, the challenge to education, is that everybody went through schools in America. Okay? So they assume... Mm-hmm that the way they learn is the way we still do it. And hence, it never mm-hmm. really changes. And that's why it's mm-hmm. always a fight, okay, with the school boards who are not, tra- God bless them, but they're not trained educators, okay, and with the communities who say, well, it was good enough for me. It's good enough with these kids. Why should I, why should I add so many dollars for more Chromebooks? I never had a Chromebook. Just use chalk, okay? And that's why this <laughs> happens we fight that stereotype all the time well I, when i went to school i did okay well things change when you went to school they had horses and bug not you when you went to school they had horses and buggies now we have automobiles okay oh, Are, don't would you recommend sure. the horse I, and buggy i yeah that's no, where it is and it was actually yeah and it was actually really funny i was once in greenville south carolina working ah, with the school district yeah. and i went to visit them they actually i mean I know they kept it there, but they had a car parking and then they had a horse carriage parking. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Maybe they have a lot of Amish kids. Who knows? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. That's funny. I don't know what That's funny. On. That's cool. All right. Very funny, as a matter of fact. Okay. And very cute. And Greenville's a lovely town, by the way. We both, we both know that. All right. I'm yeah. curious. Okay. Can, can I share so something? So this is important. You're going to bring 
the best teachers. You're going to offer the best teachers in the subjects that are needed so kids can have these great teachers. And this is what I've been fighting for for years in front of them. I live in Maine. And Maine mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, is a very rural state. It's a very big state. A lot of people don't realize how big it is. Okay? Mm-hmm. But if you go up to way northern Maine, which is far mm-hmm. from where I live, about eight hours away, okay, of driving, mm-hmm. it's, it's a long distance, okay? Those kids, and I'm just stereotyping here, they don't have, this can be any rural district, they don't have the best physics teacher. They might have a great physics teacher, but not the best. Or they might not have any. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why those kids shouldn't have the best possible teacher there's no reason okay why they should be short an english teacher when there's teachers available through companies like elevate k-12 and like you said we have to think and you're doing it right out of the box okay Mm because we work we work in a publicly run bureaucracy think about that Mm -hmm. a publicly run Mm -hmm. bureaucracy it's hard to make change and i really Really appreciate all the work you've put into this and everything else. And how are you doing with all this? So it's in, in operation since, what, 2015? The house things going? How many school districts, if you want to say, are, are you mm-hmm. working with? And what's the usual reaction to this in this age of teacher so, shortage, I might add? I am very optimistic about how the school you districts are thinking about it. I, I understand that different districts, based on their zip code and their geo political reasons will yeah. have different times or different time periods in when they hop onto this. But I'm telling you, Larry, I started this as a dream that this will bring uh, awesome teaching to every classroom. There is dreams come true. Well, they absolutely will. Like the first thing you need to do to cause change is to dream. And the second thing is you need to stop dreaming and bring it into action. <laughs> yeah. So you can't Thank you very forever. much. I, yeah. And and we've done both of that. I am very, I'm very thankful to the school districts that gave us the first opportunity to try this. Mr. Ken Dyer in Derby County, Albany, Georgia, was the oh. first superintendent who gave me an, he, he gave me a trailer as a classroom outside his middle school in rural Georgia and said, you're not going away, so I'm just going to give you this to try. Then <laughs> there was uh, Dr. Patricia Bosley, who was the head of mathematics of Baltimore County Public Schools. She taught oh, me well. everything about what, what, how American K-12 system works. So there were so many educators very early on who gave me an opportunity to dream and execute on that dream. And now what you're seeing is many other districts are absolutely hopping onto it because it's proven now Good. that it's working. But there are also many, Larry, that are not joining on it. And the reason they are not Man. joining is they are, they are nervous of the community's reaction to what this would be. And that is what I am fighting today. Unless the communities, the parents, and the school boards get this wakening call that the teachers are not coming back, they are not coming back. And right. unless you really try to do things differently, to do what is right for the children, and not what is right for your judgment and be open-minded, more and more districts will not jump in. But the positive news is every year we are growing at about 60 to 70%. Fabulous. So every year we are adding more districts, we're adding more schools in more districts, and it's a very positive scenario. We we currently operate in about 26 to 30 states, and we slow roll how we expand the states. 
because it's important for us to get the curriculum, the lessons, like content in Virginia is different from content in California. And, and we want right. to adapt to that, right? Every state can decide what is right for them. My job is to bring great teaching to you. And that is what we do. So very excited about the scale. We launched special education teaching this year. So three years, the biggest, the number one shortage in America today is special education followed by math and then world languages. Special education, even like for math and Spanish, you can still use software or, you know, oh, I'm going to hire this teacher from Philippines who's going to come and mm -hmm. teach my kids who've never spoken to someone who's culturally different. And you can still check a box, but you can't do that for special ed. Special ed is a law. You have to provide a certified teacher. Three years back, I started working on a product to launch special ed teaching in the classroom. We piloted it last year. It is our fastest growing class today. And I'm very excited to see the results. That's my dream, right? I grew up as a special ed child. That yes, now did. kids who need that support are able to get that support. So it's interesting to see the adaptability, even though everybody told me that special ed will not work. But you are, you are not putting teachers, uh, quote, in, uh, physically into a classroom. Is, is this all virtual? I better ask that question. Is it all Life, virtual yeah. or is it sometimes it's physical? So, just talk about that. Sure. Every single, and I don't call it virtual or online, and I would love for you to promote that for me. Virt Khan Academy is virtual. Any software is virtual online. Our teachers are live, right? That means they are live I and know that. engaging every single second. So this is live teaching. Virtual and online teaching is separate. So this live teaching, yes, they are all live. None of them are physically there in the classroom. There's a paraprofessional assigned by the school and district. So when it comes to special ed, the way we do it is resource room. So the teacher is live on the last. This still is not for, so these are for children who have mild or moderate special ed needs. This is mm -hmm. not for the extreme special ed needs yet. Uh, maybe we'll get there someday. I don't know. I, I just haven't stopped dreaming about it. So there's more to come. You'll make it happen. You're that kind of person, Shaley. You'll make it happen somehow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Larry. But, yeah, but let me, let me ask, well, this is an important question. There is, there, we, we know that teachers have to do two things. They have to teach and they have classroom management. Okay, and if you're if you're um, not physically there, and again, it's live teaching. There's interaction. How do you handle classroom management? What's the suggestion yeah. from K, from uh, yeah. Elevate K twelve? So, so there is a paraprofessional in the classroom who is a district employee. Okay, we have created tools and technology to make that paraprofessional job easier to behavior manage to interact with the teacher and do their job to manage discipline in the classroom. We just don't, don't throw a human. We put control systems and technology around it to make it effective. So many school districts that we work with, many of our school districts today have zero vacancies because they have now adapted this concept, right? And so they are changing their talent acquisition models that as much as, of course, if, if you find a great full-time teacher in the zip code, awesome, you should go for that. But the duality of their talent acquisition is now finding paraprofessionals and finding teachers. And paraprofessionals are put in the live rooms. So when you go into some of our schools now, you will see 50% of the rooms are regular rooms and 50% yeah. of the rooms are called live rooms. So if it is called wow. a live room, that means that structure is live teaching. That's fantastic. That's thank you. Thank you for clearing all that up. I got to ask you this, you know, and I, I just want to go over from your point of view. Why are teachers and this is a, a serious 
teacher shortage mm-hmm. brought on by not only the lack of people coming out of uh, education schools, but also with the teacher retention challenges. Like you said it before, so many mm-hmm. teachers are leaving the profession. And I think what you said is they're not coming back, which I tend to agree with, okay, for the most part. Okay, mm-hmm. well, what do you see as the main reasons Okay, why yeah. they are why they are leaving, and there's another interesting side of that. Then your teachers are I'm getting the impression they're very happy they're not leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay, your yep. educators yep. talk about the little juxtaposition there. They're they're leaving yep. in droves. There's a teacher retention problem. I, I get the feeling you're not having that problem, and you may be, but you can talk about it. Sure, I'm a big believer of root cause analysis. Right? Whenever you are solving for a problem, you first have to understand what is causing the problem. When I see either the White House or any of the other news reporters talking about increased teacher salary, increased teacher salary, that's not the right way to solve it because, hey, if right. you just do the root cause analysis of why they're leaving, they're not leaving because of pay, not all of them. Majority, so we've done that analysis. So I'll give you some stats, okay? Please do. <laughs> Out of the 3.2 million total number of certified K-12 teachers in this country, last school year, 0.9 million left the profession. There's a new hashtag on TikTok called hashtag transitioning teachers. Okay? That didn't exist two years back. Mm. Then, according to the National Education Agency, by 2024, 1.7 million teachers, which is 55% of the current workforce, is going to transition out of it. So this is not a problem anymore. This is a pandemic. Okay. Now, now look at other teachers. So when we research why these teachers were leaving, the number one, two, three reasons were they want flexibility. 93% of America's teachers are women. Like the reason nursing and teaching shortages are the highest is because they are the most female dominated professions and the most inflexible in terms of their timings. Okay? Mm-hmm. Even though this existed a little bit before COVID, it just went berserk after COVID. Because everybody now has an opportunity to work from home. So the number one reason is flexibility of where they want to work from, to work from any work from anywhere. Airbnb created that culture. Hey, work from anywhere. Twenty percent of my teachers today are backpacking. They're Americans, American yeah. certified teachers, but they're backpacking in Mexico and Spain and you they are. love it. <laughs> That's okay. a fun statistic. That is a fun statistic. Yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah. so, so number one is flexibility of location and timing. That, hey, I only want to work four hours a day, and I only want to work from 9 to 10, 11 to 12, 1 to 2. They can do that with us, and they can work from anywhere. The second reason why they are also leaving is because after COVID, they were kind of done with all the pressure that was put on them. Teachers get into the profession of teaching for the love of teaching. And what what started happening was nobody was loving them. Students were not loving them. Parents were not loving them. Schools were not loving them. So they were like, I'm done because all I want to do is teach. When they come to Elevate, we take all of that away, right? All they have to do is get trained, show up to the class, teach, interact with the kids, have fun, go away. Most of the admin work is handled by our technology. So the tagline, and when we did our research with our teachers, they came up with this tagline called that Elevate K-12 made me fall in love with teaching again. So because of these reasons, I have a 94% retention of my teachers. 
Congratulations. That's wonderful. Okay. I don't know. I think, you know, it's, it, there's, there's real logistics to what you do because if you have a lot of people that only want to teach, you know, 10, 10, five hours a week, yeah. whatever it might be. Okay. Yeah. You, you have to be able to juggle that with the school <laughs> district's needs, which brings me to the next point. How do you find teachers? Okay. Yeah. So, this is, uh, and, and what are you looking yeah. for in a teacher? You know, uh, and you know this, Shaylee, it's easy to find a warm body. Too many schools and districts are doing that these days. Okay, but we want quality. All right, so talk to me about how you, Larry, how you find yeah. your educators. Yeah, please, and what you're looking Larry, for. I, I hope I'll by the way, you, to By the way, we're talking minutes. to a lot of teachers today, so uh, feel okay, free to great. really talk. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure after talking to me for 30 minutes, you have realized that I'm not interested in a life in a warm body. I only want I, I know awesome, that. Great, awesome, great, engaging teachers who love children and love teaching and love to depart knowledge. That's what I'm looking for. So it, was, it is a very complex system. Think about early stages of e-commerce, right? When like Amazon started, there was Amazon and there were many other e-commerce companies we were okay with receiving a package in six weeks. Today, if I don't get my package in a day, I'm like, what's yeah. going on here? And yeah. Amazon had to make sure that they had the right understanding and forecasting of their stocks to predict that Shelly requires a toothbrush in one week. So that when we need a toothbrush, we get a toothbrush. So it has taken a lot of investment in technology. And truthfully, we have hired very senior Amazon executives to run that for us because we wow. wanted to understand. So it's not just matching. So we are using technology. We're using AI to predict what wow. our teacher, what the, because it's a very complex system, right? I just don't need a teacher. If South Carolina has a vacancy of Spanish from nine to 10, I need to have a South Carolina certified teacher available who is awesome and has a great personality to be deployed into that class. So when I started the company, we had about 30 to 40% of our life classes. We were a smaller company, starting with a certified teacher on day one. This past year, 95% of my life classes started with a certified teacher on day one, on time. It was because of this back-end system of matching and algorithm that we have made. We took some of the e-commerce Amazon principles, and leaders from Amazon were driving that. I'm very impressed by the work that my team has done there. Yeah, speaking of Amazon, you know, you know, they're being sued right now by 17 states about monopoly and all that. The FTC is leading that, mm -hmm. and we were watching that last night on the uh, on the show. And nobody likes a monopoly, but by the same token, my wife and I looked at each other and said, "Well, this won't affect when we get our stuff, will it?" Okay, it's that simple. Yeah. You know, you got to look at this from a logical point of view, and concerning logic, the fact, that, like I said, it's all logistics. OK, and and mm -hmm. and and and, and uh, you know, data processing and all that sort of thing. And, yes. you know, your engineering background, OK, <laughs> plus the education, I mean, it's, it's a compliment. It's yeah. so perfect. It's a great melt because we need that that data research orientation. OK, and that building things orientation into education it's real, I, I love the fact that you're this combination engineer and whether you whether you thought about that or not but that engineering background really helps to bring about something like this it, it's really okay really cool how many teachers work for you now 
Yeah. So let me just answer that question about engineering. And please don't tell oh, my please. dad that because I because I I fought him very early on for forcing me to do engineering. Not yeah, tell your dad you're I still using it, just in a different way. You're still building <laughs> stuff, but in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. I think yeah. he already realizes that now. Yeah, I know he but does. But not only did <laughs> I do my engineering, I did my engineering in supply chain. So it was in logistics and supply chain. So it definitely helped a lot. Then I got a teaching degree. When I came to U.S., I got my uh, MBA. So it was a combination of my engineering teaching. And I never thought that I would start this company. But as I look back at it, that was probably a very dominant foundation that I built by mistake that really helped me to start and scale Elevate. Now, coming to your second question of how many teachers do we have, so yeah. as of today, I have over 1,500 teachers who are wow. teaching live every single day. Wow. Every single day. And they're teaching multiple classes every day. And are, are most, of, are most of them retired? What, what, uh, no. What's the word? What's their uh, profile? Right. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. So 40% of our teachers are uh, semi-retired. So what that means is that their pension kicked in. So they make a part of, and most of them are, they are done. They've taught for like 20 years. Their pension kicked in. Now they are great. getting well, the pension. They're getting the pension and the balance they make with us, which is fantastic. Okay. It is it's fantastic. Say, yeah. And they're very seasoned. The second category of our teachers are caregivers, which are either moms or they're caring for their older parents and they need the flexibility for whatever, five or six sure. years to work from home. The third category is teachers who are still studying. Like I have a degree, but I'm still doing my master's or doing something else. And the fourth ah, category is a, hash, is, is a hashtag van life teachers. And that is my fastest growing category. It's this new generation that wants the flexibility to live from anywhere, live in Airbnbs, have flexibility and also teach. And I'm very excited about that generation because they're also the most jazzed up about this. Wow. I'll tell you, you've got this thought through. This is really important. And, you know, you are, aside from having a successful business, okay, you have really come up with a way, okay, which I've been thinking, I mean, I constantly am talking about this. It's technology, finding the right people and using technology, okay, as we, mm-hmm. as we are already at one quarter into the 20, 21st century, okay? You said it earlier, school can't be like the way my grandfather went. It can't be like the way I went. Mm-hmm. Everything's changed out there, and this has to change too. And people, we need people who think outside the box. I'll say this again, like you, with an MBA, okay, and an engineering degree, to make changes in in education, which needs changes, okay, especially in this day and age. Shaley, I'd like to do more with you. I'm going to follow up with you on all this. I love what you're doing. I really do. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Thank you so much, Larry. I mean, I, I hope I hope we can do more together, okay? Because this is just fascinating, okay? And I congratulate you on everything you have done, and thank you for everything you have done because this stuff is important. And everybody, it's linked, but it's elevatek12.com, elevatek12.com, yes. okay? And I'll tell you, you just go over to the website, you'll actually see what what Shaley is talking about. Thank you for today, but we'll do more, Shaley. Thank you. And give my regards to Chicago. Go have a Chicago beef. <laughs> or think of me. Okay? <laughs> thanks a lot, Larry. Thank dish. you so much okay. for having thank me. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. Bye. Oh, Take you care. are more than welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Wow. 
what a lady. What she brings to the what she brings to the party, and the party is at K twelve education, pre K twelve. Okay, it's absolutely it's a great program. Okay, elevate K twelve. We'll archive over at ace dash ed dot org, and if you need me, I'm Larry at ace dash ed dot org. Feel free to write, complain, tell me how wonderful I am, give me an idea, a suggestion for a kind of a show. We'd love to talk. Okay, thanks for listening. Have a great day.